0: Welcome to the New Books Network, and today's episode focuses on Israeli studies and literature. My name is Yakir Englender, your host today. How do we speak about complicated subjects? What happens when we try to touch ideology by doing a zoom in and looking on the people who are the subjects of the, I- of the ideology? Asaf Gavron touches one of the most complicated subjects in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and inside the Israeli society, the settlement project in his novel, The Hilltop. In his book, he focuses on one community who lives in isolation, not only from the state of Israel inside the 48 boundaries, but also from the major settlements. He gives voices to two brothers who live there, one for religious ideological reasons, and the second, his brother, who ran away from his life in the kibbutz and then as an Israeli-American. Asaf touches the deep complications of being an Israeli, but also being an Israeli man who grew up with masculine narratives in the kibbutz, try to fulfill the dream and failed. Asaf Gavron is an Israeli writer, novelist, translator and musician. His books have been translated to several languages. The Hilltop was published in 2013 in Hebrew and in 2014 in English. The novel was an Israeli bestseller and won the Bernstein Award. Hello, Asaf, and welcome to New Books.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Asaf, can you share with us a little bit um, about the background, the spiritual or religious or secular background? Did you grow up? Um, with any religious narrative, with a Zionist narrative. Um, I wonder about this question since your book focused so much on the um, on the Zionist Orthodox or Zionist religious community. And I wonder where are the touch or what um, made you to to write about them?
1: Um, I grew up in a in a secular home. Um, but Definitely a Zionist home. My parents are immigrants uh, to Israel. They immigrated before I was born, a few years before I was born from England. Um, and the reason they immigrated, it was the, the late 50s, early 60s, was Zionism. They felt as Jews who lived in England uh, uh, that the, the, the right place for Jews is, is the young then young uh, state of israel and they wanted to be part of it and part of of building it up it was still only 10 12 years old then uh, and this is what they did they went to a kibbutz they went later to a to a moshav they went later to a small town in the negev arad they were among the first uh, uh, to to start this little town um at the same time, religion was not part of our, of our household or, or the place I grew up in or my school or anything like that. I, was, I, I only always had this. <clears throat> um, my uh, identity was Israeli. That's what I understood myself to be with some English flavor to it because my parents were English. Uh, and Jewish. Jewish was, was, was not a curse word, but, but it was not a religious, there was no religious uh, uh, side to it.
0: So to be Jewish was more to be, um, to be an Israeli. Yeah. Like the Israeli identity fulfilled the Jewish identity. Yeah,
1: in- it, was, it was the culture. We, we celebrate the holidays but not by going to a synagogue or praying, but by having the meal, you know, in in the, in the New Year or in Passover, <clears throat> um, and building a sukkah, and, and the, the different habits that come with it, but not involving, uh, you know, the, the, the religious uh, ceremony.
0: So can you share with us what have made you to, to decide and to go and, and dedicate a book to the Zionist Orthodox community, and even more specifically to the settlement project?
1: Yes, so having said what I said just now about, about not being religious, um, <clears throat> I, I am part of, of this country, part of this community, um, and the settlers for, for many years um, have been a, a very influential part of it. Um, I n- I never affiliated with them, politically or religiously, uh, but I was interested in them, even fascinated by them, because even even these days or or ten years ago, which is more or less when I started working on the book. <clears throat> In, you know in this modern world, in this uh, state of Israel which is pretty safe, has a strong army uh, but they, they kind of kind of fulfilled a different way of life, a way of, of life that was more like the early days of Israel when, when it was not yet established, when it was trying to, to put uh, roots here and there uh, on the ground. Um, and there was this dissonance between <clears throat> the place that we, that I live in and the kind of of uh, behavior that they were conducting was fascinating for me because they maybe I'll explain shortly for, for those who, who, who are not familiar that much um, they believe in the greater Israel, they believe that the state of Israel should um, include the territory that was given to it by God. Um, and they don't, are not considerate, um, they, they, they don't consider um, the the actual facts on the ground or the international law that this part this territory the West Bank is not officially part of the State of Israel uh, but it is held by it uh, by by the military after a war 53 years ago so what what they do they they say this is ours and we are going to to live there and and they, they actually, um, I think one of the last groups or one of the last uh, communities in, in the Israeli society who, who put ideology before, before their, their convenient convenience, uh, before, uh, you know, living in comfort in a city, Uh, They go out there, especially those living in the smaller settlements, uh, in what is called the outposts. They live in in caravans, in in, uh, mobile homes on top of of mountains, without electricity, without water. Um, And they do it because of their belief, not because of trying to advance some kind of personal goal or career, or, or, or things that we are used to uh, in the West. So for me, it, this way of life was really fascinating, especially when this is actually, it actually creates political problems. It's not, it's not a place that is just open to settle. It's a place that um, there are other people there, the Palestinian people, uh, it's a place that, as I said, Israel has not uh, made it officially part of it. So they actually go out there and live in, in this dangerous scenario. They risk themselves, their kids, uh, live in really simple conditions in order to fulfill the ideology. And, and I wanted to, to, to go there and uh, understand. Not being part of it, actually being on the other side, understand what's, what's behind it, what's, what's behind it and also how does it look like? What, what, what is this life actually on the ground in this settlement? How does it look like? Because we hear it in the news and we hear about the problems, but we don't see their actual, this mobile home, how it looks on the inside.
0: So I hear, so I hear two things and, and uh, let me know if I understand it well. One is that in a way, they do the same the same journey that the first Zionists who came to Palestine then uh, to the Briti- under the British mandatory. In a way they do exactly the same action. However, the reason why they do it is religious Zionist interpretation and not as secular Zionist interpretation as the third generation in the beginning of the 20th century and before. The second thing that you say is that, in a way, the settlement project is, and for sure in these re- more remote places like the hilltop, it's an it's one alternative to Western society. It's like almost as the as ultra-Orthodox are, in a way, alternative to Western society, they too... Did, did I understand you well?
1: Yeah. I mean, those two things are correct and and, and actually they tie into each other because um, the difference between the settlers and the founding Zionists of the state of Israel, and this is something that the book deals with. For example, the, the connection between the settlements and the kibbutzim. There is a line going which, on the face of it, they are contradictory because the kibbutzim were left-wing, they were socialists, and the settlers are very right-wing. But actually, there's a lot of similarity there. Um, so, what you said, the reason is different, but also the, the time is different, the situation is different. Now, then, there was nothing they had to fight to create it. Now, there is a state of Israel. It's a strong state. It's strong financially. It's strong militarily. It's just not as big as they want it to be. Oh, it doesn't include the parts, the historical, religious uh, parts that were part of the Jewish story. Um, But it's a totally different scenario. So that's one one different, uh, uh, and this one difference ties to your second point, which is the modern, the 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 present day, uh, which is you know the twenty first century. Uh, the world, the West, the Western world, is more or less stable financially. I'm not talking about the last year or or, or specific. Uh, uh, crises that, that happen, <clears throat> but, but the world is, you could say, on the West, and, and in that sense Israel is part of the West, is comfortable. You don't, you don't have this uh, early 20th century um, uncertainty. Um, that that uh, that was part of, of, of this region for sure, but also many places around the world. Um, and again, here they, they what I'm saying they have the option. The settlers they have the option to live in a in, in a modern Western society, live comfortably with a nice house and a nice car, and uh, enjoy. The the life that the comfortable Western society can provide, they have this choice. A hundred years ago, the the founding Zionists didn't have that choice. They do have the choice, and yet they still choose an alternative way of life. So that's that's your second, uh, your second point, which is which is correct.
0: Thank you so much, Asaf. So before we will delve deep into the book itself, I wonder if you can share with us something that you have learned from them by living for a while. I mean, as, as I understand, you choose and you, you, you lived among them. Right. And, and I'm sure after that you had many more journeys. I wonder what, what as an Israeli secular, um, as a category of your identity, can you tell me one or two things that leave the politics, but which two things or one thing you fall in love with them? Or you want to take to your life you know what I will do it even more yeah. something that you wish you could take to your life or Israel could take to the majority of the state of israel
1: um, well i i first of all i learned i learned things i mean I, I should maybe start by saying that um, i I came out of this experience of, of researching and visiting the settlers and then writing the book and then publishing the book and speaking about it. I, it might sound disappointing, but I, I came out of it the same, the same person or, and, uh, uh, that I went into it. And when I'm, when I'm saying the same person, I mean the same uh, political opinions uh, and the same kind of general thoughts. But I did, of course, learn a lot. Uh, One thing I learned was the the diversity. And and I could say I pretty much expected it because you have a stereotype which is very clear of settlers. And then, of course, when you go in, you see many, many different flavors, many different streams, different um, religious beliefs, different uh, ways of life, uh, different uh, political even opinions and outlooks. So that was something that I learned and, and, and you could say that in a way you it, it, it was something that I, I, I wish we could bring into Israeli society because within the, the settler community, they manage to to reconcile their the, the differences um, and their different styles i mean it's 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 pretty much you know mostly religious uh, what what's called the, the Zionist religious um, and they are right wing and so on but when you go deeper you have the different the different uh you always have them. when you when you go into communities, you have the different uh, parts of it, and and they manage to to stay united in a way that is I think the greater the greater the bigger Israeli society uh, is not is not managing to do to stay united. Um, so I think that's that's one thing, and and beyond that, you know, it's it's just meeting people and making friends. Um, And I think there is something about, uh, there's a lot of curiosity also that I find it uh, kind of refreshing because because I think people tend many times to just stay within the borders and, 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 and not try to open. And again, it will sound... It will sound strange, maybe, maybe for for people with what they know about settlers, and and it's not. I, I think anyone who re, who reads the book, it's. I'm not trying here to idealize the settlers, um, and I, and I disagree with them, uh, principally with their views and with their actions. But but there is um, a sense of of curiosity, which which uh, kind of um, is, is, is uh, personified in, in a lot of reading, a lot of talking. They love discussions. They love to talk. They want to hear. They want to know. Um, and it was surprising for me and refreshing to me when I came there. And they always wanted to know who I was. And, and when they realized I was from Tel Aviv and I was a writer and I'm writing about settler, settlements, it it was always fascinating for them, and they just wanted to know a million things, and and, and and they they kind of didn't expect me to be interested. <laughs>
0: um, thank you, Asaf. So if, I I want to go to now to um you know swim inside the the book uh, which is fascinating, and I want to to start with a question of even the the title, the hilltops. When we think about a hilltop, we think about something which is isolated. I think about, um, for me, it's always bring me to, to Genesis when, Ab- when God said to Abraham, take your son, your beloved son, your only son, and go to one of these hilltops or one of the mountains. right? Mm-hmm. And he needs to go. They're all walking together for three days. And then they come to a place where no one is there, where he needs to sacrifice his son And in a way, himself too, as a father who sacrificed his son. And then we have the hilltop. But the hilltop that you provide us is not totally isolated. Um, The heroes, the two heroes, the two brothers, um, um, Roni and Gabi, actually are not, they they were not born inside the Zionist religious community. They were born in a kibbutz. And they are connected by their uncle to, um, they are connected to the Ramat Golan, to the Golan Heights, which is another complicated, it was taken by Israel in the same war, in the Six Days War, um, and they are connected to the, to the kibbutz, and one of them tried to become a Zionist Orthodox by, um, um, as a Choser someone who comes closer to religion, his brother doesn't come, his brother actually is coming from America, and it's clear that he's lost and he tried to find himself there. Um, can you speak, can you tell us about these elements of being isolated and being connected?
1: Yeah. Um, first of all, the name, the hilltop. Um, this is one of the examples that um, in, in the original language, in Hebrew and in English, there's a different meaning in respect to the settlement. Because uh, in Israel, when you say this word, it kind of became, became already part of the language to associate it with, with the settlement, or with a small settlement, which is, which is what the book is about. Now, we still kept this name in, in, in English, and in other languages it was, it was translated into... Because, as you say, the word means a lot, even if you don't associate it uh, with settlers uh, automatically, like you do in Hebrew. Um, And it does mean, and it does have this this meaning of of something that is isolated, that it's on its own, that it's kind of out there. Um, And the isolation is 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 part of the deal, uh, I think with those small settlements. In, in a sense, they are, they are trying to find a balance between being out there in the, um, you know, uh, in the, um, how, how do you say, in the outback. It's, it's, like, it's like the new frontier. They're trying to, to break new ground, to reach new territory, but at the same time, to stay connected with the mothership, so it's still they want to be connected with with Israel, uh, they want to be part of it, to to be the kind of the, the, the fighters at, at the front of it. Uh, but they 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 trying to they trying to uh, each time go another step, a bit further into the into the frontier, a, a little bit like the there's been always comparisons to the to the West in, in American history, going out to the frontier and, 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 and uh, making new ground. And, of course, the comparison doesn't stop there. It's with the native uh, uh, residents uh, there, the, the Native Americans, in, in our case, the Palestinians, and so on. But the idea of, of, of reaching out but still staying connected is, is, is always part of it um in the case of my of my two protagonists that you mentioned Gabi and Oni indeed they start out as as uh, children they grow up in a kibbutz which is on the one hand very far from where the, where they end up in the book in the settlement um but on the other hand we talked before about the the connection of of, uh, of, of being um, a Zionist who who fulfilled this Zionist dreams of building a new place and building a country. Um, and in Gave's case, um, he's also, he finds the religion and he finds the connection. So he wants to connect with his Jewish side, for example, and... Um, but, uh, but fulfills it in this, in this little outpost, in this settlement. Um, and his, his brother, uh, Ronnie is a businessman, he makes money, he goes to New York, he's very successful in Wall Street. He is, uh, on the face of it, very far away from that, uh, but he comes back through the family connection um so you have all these all these different connections and separations on on different levels on a national level on a religious level on a on a cultural level on a family level so that that's a, a game that that keeps playing uh throughout the novel
0: One of the things that I love so much about this um about about your novel book is them. Um, transformation between spirituality and materialism. Um, In a way, they are all the time connected to each other. Um, The spirituality of Gabi, Gabi is looking, he's coming for spirituality, but um, he needs also to live at the end of the day so he struggles a lot with material things. How much to be material, how much not, how much to find work, how much not. I think also the whole story of the settlement is In a way, they want to be isolated, but at the end of the day, they want to have a nice home. They want the government to pay them. They bring the donors from Vegas, right in the book, who who give them, who pay money, and they tell, they give him in a way to live in a Western movie um, by being with them as an American Jew. But at the end of the day, what he brings is the money. Um, And then also, there is the other side, like the business part of Roni who in a fascinating way, he, he's meeting himself in a very spiritual and psychological way. He tried to find what's the narrative that he wants to create to himself.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I, I mentioned it before, this kind of very different way of life that takes place in modern life. And this is the game between the capitalist world and the supposedly spiritual, ideological world, uh, way of life. But you cannot separate it. You cannot say, I'm an ideologist and I'm going to live on the mountain because you still need the money. You still need a road paved to it. You still need the electricity. Um, and, and, and you want more. And you kind, of, you, you kind of live between these two worlds. And, and at the same time, Ronnie, who took a totally capitalist route, he also needs more. You know, it's, it's about, he needs more than money. And he, he runs away to the settlement because he loses money and people are looking for him. But it's more than that. He, he needs meaning. He's looking for meaning. And I think that this, uh, this idea of, of looking for meaning, searching for meaning in life, and playing with the different answers that life can offer you, on one hand, money and capitalism, on the other hand, spirituality and ideology, uh, but understanding, and, and on the third hand, of course, love and family, that's also part of it, for, especially for, for Gabi throughout the book, um, and the different problems that that creates, you know, uh, um, relationships and, and family and kids and, 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 and the, the different uh, um, outcomes of that. And I think that like maybe novels that have nothing to do with Israel or politics or settlers, it's about finding the, the balance, finding meaning in life, uh, and balancing those two those different elements, and understanding that that there's no simple answer. It's not. It's never just money, or just religion, or just family, or just love. You have to find your way between all of these all of these elements and weave them together, or find your your own specific balance between between all the different elements
0: um so i want asaf to to move and speak and to learn from you about the masculine part so the the heroes of the book are are men and gabi and roni and some others who are speaking with them and they are there but they are all men and in ways the women are part of the relationships that the men try to create many times they fail to create which is fascinating I want to start even with um, with a picture um, on the front of your book in the in the Hebrew version. Um, we see here a man who is half angry and half um, maybe he has uh, twinkles because of the sun. Um, his face is red, and it reminds me in the Jewish tradition, the Midrash Jewish tradition, we describe uh, King David as a redhead but um king david his hair is red and here his body is red um his hair is white um he has a kippah and in many ways he reminds what we call in hebrew um, that are a description i don't know how you will say a fair blurit um but um in english do you have any good translation for that
1: it, it's speaking about the, the hair, this special type, special style of hair that is really pretty and, and really masculine. And I think it, it went right in the wind and so on.
0: <laughs> that this is a description, I just want to say, of the Zionists who came to or who were the first born Israeli who yeah. were born in the kibbutz. Yeah. Right. Um. so this is the kind of men that we, we meet. But there is something very broken in the, um, in, the, in the images of this um, manhood. Also, the way, I, I want to tell you personally, I grew up in, a, in an ultra-Orthodox community in Israel, in Bnei Brak, and the kibbutz was a place that, you know, it was like the other side, the enemy, the Zionist. In many ways, when I read about how Gabi and Roni grow up as um, from a masculine point of view, it seriously scared me. I mean, there is some elements of violence in their childhood done by the kibbutz. There is kind of cruelty. Maybe it's a very strong word, but it's a kind of cruelty that I... And there is something softer something softer with the with the settlers as you describe them i mean of course they are also very manhood when they because they need to survive and the way how they think about israel how they think about the military which will come later how they think about the palestinian which we will come later okay. but i wonder about these images of of men and the masculinity of course, it changed at the end in the, in the last pages where when the carnival starts. Okay. But but in the majority of the book, you try to touch men in a specific way. Can you can you tell us more?
1: Yeah, I think I think Ronnie and Gabi, the, the two main protagonists and there is a third main protagonist which is Otniel, which is the founder of the settlement. But right. uh, I'll stick for now with uh, Ronnie and Gabi. I think that they in a way, represent the, the Israeli man, the, the Israeli male, you could say. They are very different. They're, they are brothers, and they, like, they love each other and connected to each other, but I think they couldn't be more different than each other. But in a way, each one of them is, is a, a, a type Israeli male. Ronnie is the more macho, masculine, he goes to the, he's, he's a football, he's a basketball star when he's young, he goes to the elite unit in, in the IDF, he does well in business, he does well in Tel Aviv when he moves there in, in the nightlife, then he goes to New York, he makes loads of money, he's the, the go-getter, you know, the, the, the Israeli man who, who needs to have it all and he succeeds uh, until uh, until some point up to a point he succeeds he gets the money he gets the girls he gets the success and so on
0: he succeeds in in what we will call very material western um right. yeah right exactly I, I wonder does he succeed also in um zionist kibbutz um ideology
1: um you know, he's, he's, the, he's the guy who made it. I think that, yes. I think that the answer to that would be yes. Uh, and Gabi, on the other hand, is, is, uh, is not a leader. He's the one that, that is led. He's the one who has questions. He's, he's softer. He's undecisive. Um, and he's also, but he's also searching for answers. And at a young age, he has these violent uh, kind of uh, outbreaks, uh, which is his his way to channel out uh, all his aggressions and and everything that he does not find a way of achieving in his day-to-day life, like his brother. He doesn't do well in the army. He doesn't do well in the kibbutz. Uh, he's, he's, He's a much more... Um, romantic guy in a way um, but, but he's, he's, um, he's also in a sense if you put aside his violent moments he's a lovely guy he's a, he's a, he's a nice guy you, you would like to be his friend before you would like to be Ronnie's friend so I think those two oppositions kind of represent an Israeli maleness uh, of course, there is something universal in it. It's it's never exclusive to to one country, but I think something about Israel, and I think you mentioned the world violence uh, in respect to the kibbutz. But I think the violence is 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 an undercurrent of the whole novel. You have it in their childhood in the kibbutz, and you have it later in the settlement, and and I think violence is is something that is perhaps more than other places, is part of the, the, the Israeli way of life or Israeli, I don't know, psyche. Um, and that's another thing that the book is trying to deal with. Um, and I think a lot of it, without you know, being too, too generalizing, is, is down to men, it's down to maleness, it's down to uh, leaders and, and army and, and all these institutions um, that are, again, they are true for many countries, but in Israel, uh, I think it's, it's um, especially because of the dominance of the military in, in Israeli life and Israeli society, it's a very strong element. So let's, let's move
0: to the, the military. The military take place in so many contradict and complicated ways in the book. Um, we have it with the elite unit where Ronnie served. We have it with the um, faking unit that Gabi served in a way um, when he tried to, to pretend that he is part of an elite unit. Yes. Um, but then we have it also by Yoni and Omri. Yoni is a soldier who is um, serving as a guard of the settlement and in a way he is like the child of them like everyone like loves him that he's a loved one. he is part like in a way he's living with them as a guard yeah. And then we have Omri right that he's the an officer and his role is complicated because in a way he needs to take them to take them out from the place sometimes when the politicians, in America, push Israel to take them out. But then also in a way, he's a friend. It's like all the um, relationship there with the military is complicated. It's like, it's really, I think for me, it was you, you give us to touch how much the Israeli army is, um, is the army of the people because the people and the army is one. You cannot take it. It's like, Israel they are Israel. Um, but also it brings a lot of complication. It's about the role of the military in the yeah.
1: book. So yeah, exactly. I mean the the military is one of the is one of the outside groups that the settlers are are having relations with. Um, you can say they have relations with the Israeli society. With the the, the the you know the the secular Israelis and with the politicians, of course, and with America we can get to it, we can get to that later. Um, but um, with the army, it's it's a kind of a love-hate relationship because the army protects them but the army also limits them. As you say, it's all a matter of what what instructions they get. Now, because they are, as you say, part of society, and the the soldiers could be family members and, and, uh, and, and at least, you know, friends and people sharing the same culture, it's it's uh, it creates a lot of tension and a lot of of problems because the army is placed to protect the settlers, uh, but it's also being sent sometimes to carry out the evacuation of illegal settlements, which is what happened, what happens in the book, um, and so so you have this kind of dual relationship when they try to hug him on. Hug them on the one hand, give them food, and ask them uh, what they need, and, and 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 provide them with whatever they need. And on the other hand, they're very suspicious. They're very suspicious, and they 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 hide things from them. And um, there is something I think in the real in the real world with the settlers. Which is a little bit hypocritical because they they could throw stones at soldiers or they could uh, uh, shout at them or curse them, but at the end of the he- the day, the same soldiers protect them and they guard them. Um, so that's another another uh, I think um, element that I wanted to to explore in the book and the the added. The added issue here with, this, with the soldier Yoni is that, well, I mean, maybe this is a spoiler, but later in the book, you realize that he's an Ethiopian Jew, a black, a black Jew, which creates another whole dimension of, of racial differences and racial um, uh, kind of gaps. And there's a kind of a relationship between him and one of the daughters of, 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 of the people in the settlement, which is uh, creates another whole controversy there. Um, and again, he's a soldier, he's part of us, but he's also a foreigner in a sense.
0: Yes, and... My last question, and uh, I, it's, of course, about the place of the Palestinians. Um, the Palestinians, in a way, in the book, almost do not exist. Um, maybe it's the wish of the settlements, to, of the, some of the settlers, to, to, to feel or believe that they come again to a place where no one is there. Um, of course, the Palestinians are there, and they are appearing by smells, by noises, and then they appear. Actually, the one who brings them inside is Roni, who is an outsider who come only for to find himself, and he needs to do some business. And he tried to make business with the Palestinians, with Musa, yeah. um, and of course by questions of how much he this business really try to help also the Palestinians, or it's only using their power, oh. the the cheap. It's so complicated, yeah. um, but also the Palestinians in many ways are not there, right? Um, how how you try to navigate the question of the Palestinians yeah. in inside your book?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a good point, and it, it and it's uh, I mean the whole book was a little bit of a, of a minefield for me when I started writing it. Friends told me, "Don't go there. You, you everyone will be angry with you." That those. This side, the other side, the lefties, the righties. Uh, and in a sense, uh, that, was, that was part of it the, the Palestinian question. Now, um, I'll, I'll say a few words about the, the, the business project that Ronnie started, tried to start with the Palestinian is uh, manufacturing and, and selling olive oil. And again, we go back to a point that we've been discussing throughout this conversation about the relationship between the old and the new, the modern and the ancient um, the Western society and the, and the, and the old Eastern um, uh, Middle Eastern kind of uh, culture. And the idea was to to, to manufacture and to, and to, to market olive oil that is made in the oldest way um, to yappis in Tel Aviv in the, in, the, in the boutique in the boutique shops of, 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 of boutique olive oil and again it, it plays with this kind of contradiction and the settlers view it with a lot of suspicion because he's speaking with an Arab he's uh, cooperating with him He's paying him, he employs him, and so on. <clears throat> um, but at the same time, they, they see maybe an opportunity here. Uh, and this is another whole uh, thread of a story that takes place. And at some point, uh, again, I don't want to, to give too many spoilers, but it kind of explodes uh, into itself and, and, and fails. Um but that's as you say that's one of the very few incidents or stories where the Palestinians come into, into place. And I've been criticized um, about for for not giving Palestinians a voice here. Um, my answer to that is that this book is about is about the settlements, about settlers. This is what I set out to explore who they are, where they come from, how they live, how they behave, how they act, again, against different uh, uh, relation groups, which is, Palestinians is one of them, and the soldiers, as we said, is one of them, and the politicians, as we said, is one of them, and the media is another one, Uh, the journalists Uh, and America, and the establishment. But the center is the settlers and and what they do. I have a previous book. I mean, that's always uh, one of the the answers that I give to this question. I have a previous book called uh, Almost Dead that was also published in English. And it's about an earlier period of the Second Intifada, where I felt that there were two sides to the story. So I have two narrators, one of them is Palestinian, one of them is Israeli, and the Palestinian, through the Palestinians, we we see half of the book is about their lives, their motives, their, uh, you know, everything, relations and so on. But in this book... It's a book about the settlements, and this is what it was. So this is why the Palestinians in it appear only in relation to, to the settlers. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fine with it. That's, that's the book. Um, I'll give you another example. There are, there are books about uh, American soldiers in Iraq. And I, I don't, I, maybe I missed it, but I didn't see when I read reviews or when I heard people speaking about those books, why don't you mention the Iraqi people? Why don't we see the Iraqi people in these books? Because these books, okay, they take place in Iraq, and they are about soldiers who affect Iraqi people, but it's not about the Iraqi people, it's about the American soldiers and what they are doing Doing there, so so that's that's my answer to,
0: to that question. Thank you. I think what is fascinating, in a way, according to what you show in the book, that the settlers are not hunted constantly about the Palestinians as their enemies. In in a way, they just don't see them. And I think the fact that you do not mention them um, as a, as a major part of the book tell us something yeah. about. The life of the settlers, because many times in the, um, in the mind of people who, who are not there, we think about that the settlers are coming in order to kick out the Palestinians yeah. and, to, and they hate them. I think may, maybe what you show us, you put a finger on something else. In yeah. a way, they come in order to live in what they s- see as a biblical land and they seriously do not see the Palestinians. Yeah. I think and this is fascinating.
1: And I think that it's even worse. It's even worse than uh, than uh, thinking about the Arabs or the Palestinians all the time and hating them. I think that you 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 mentioned something that is very correct. It's worse than that. They don't they don't think about them. They don't see them. They don't care. Um, and I think it's something very representative of what the settlers are. And I think that in a, in a sense, you do have a few characters who go out and do violent stuff and, uh, and try to hurt Palestinians. But on the whole, the majority, they just don't think about it. And that's exemplified in the book, as you say.
0: Asav Gavron, the author of The Hilltop, thank you so much for coming to share with us in the New Books Network.
1: Thank you very much.